Hello, everybody. Welcome to Cheap Show, episode 199. I'm Eli Silverman, and uh, over there... I am Paul Gannon, and it's exciting times in Cheap Show HQ today because we're prepping for uh, our forthcoming immediate episode 200. 200, right round the corner now, and I can feel the anticipation feel the building anticipation. in. It's a tingle right at the uh, base tingle. of my perineum. Now, moving up the shaft for an explosion. <laughs> an explosion. Yeah. Right out the end. Right out the end and of your... And my meters is winking. Your winking. beefy meters. If there was an audience in my pants, they'd go, oh, that is a cheeky meters. <laughs> cheeky meters. <laughs> he's got something, he's, you know, the mischievous... Mate, stay on focus. All we have to do is say... <laughs> I can't focus. Episode 200, live on Twitch, 9th of October, which is tonight, if you're listening to it, as soon as you get down... Oh, but this is no, complicated. You fucking, yeah, you fucking idiot. I'll tell him. There's no point. There's a time weird thing going on with how we describe this because episode 199 goes out on the 9th of October in the morning. They'll listen to that and they'll be like, oh, that's exciting. Oh, later this evening, it's going to be 200 live on Twitch. And then the following week, you'll be able to hear it in podcast form. So if you don't have Twitch and you don't want to take part in what is terribly, a terribly uh, built website, really, in my mind... um, you, <laughs> you can you can uh, issue that and just listen to the pod as normal with special annotations that me and Paul will be adding, like behind the scene little winky wink, winky winks. winking, just like this. No, no, your cheeky meters. Yes, thank you. I'm not calling Call this back. episode one nine nine cheeky meters. You fucking on, you know it. <laughs> right before we go to the credits, though, here is the uh, dictum of the a dictum. <laughs> dictum isn't that a word? Dictum. Yes. Di- I'll give you a dictum. You, it's when I spoff into yes. your belly button hole. <laughs> That's a dictum. It oh, is. I've had a dictum. I've been dictumed. Yes, how much is it? Fiver? It, uh, well, it was. How much for you to give me a sloppy dictum? I'll give you it for free. You will? If you just give me will a you wear, kiss. Just give will me you a wear kiss. A Mate, again, I was meant to do some information <laughs> and already Would you're spoffing on me belly. Do you know what? A what? friend of mine once got a, no word of a lie, a massage in Turkey. And at the end... I believe that, Pitt. Lemon juice was spritzed up his bum piece. Lemon juice was what? Like they squeezed the lemon into it he directly? A, pip- a little pipette, a little uh, turkey baster, miniature turkey what baster. What does that do to your Like arsehole? a shrew baster. What does a that do? A shrew baster full of lemon juice for your arsehole. <laughs> what is the point of that? It keeps your ass fresh. Does it? Well, ooh! It's like, ooh! Feeling fresh. You'd feel fresh if you had a full body rub down. I think if I was having a nice relaxing massage and then the end of it with a pipette of lemon juice up my arsehole, my reaction is going to be, what are you doing? Now, Paul, I don't want to give the impression that the pipette was actually pushed into the arsehole. You'd have to get it in, though. To, otherwise, you're just no, splashing it, just, it on my ass no, cheeks. You, What's the point of that? No, it splashes right on the ring because so someone has you've to already pull it loosened apart. the guy up and massaged all around there. You're still so going to have to... The, push the your bum, hands the apart bum's kind of holding open. You're going you to have to spread them. You are going to have to yeah, spread them. Patsy with one gently hand. spread them. With one hand, thumb and forefinger. Yeah, and this. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I'm going to try it. Shut I'm going to try it on myself. Please. Right, let's do yeah, that. You, hunched on your bed on all fours, trying to stick a Jif lemon <laughs> squeezy up your arsehole. Uh, it's going to happen. Look, the point is I'm trying to say is this week's going to be really hectic and busy as we, as we uh, plan the 200. So this is going to be one of our real-time episodes where we start the clock after the credits, roll for an hour, and then we see what we can pack in in that time. And mm-hmm. I'm very excited, Mr. Oh, Silverman. Well, we have a packed, girthy, chunky show. What have we got coming on, up on this specially time-restricted episode? We have a platters. We have a cheap no we have a price of shite and we have a little bit of a book read section let's crack on and start the credits mr silverman introduce the show i thought you're doing the credits what do you i am but you go no no welcome to cheap show something professional like that do it or we can't play the track this on me we can't play the track unless you do it otherwise it's going to be weird if i just drop the music in now ladies and gentlemen that's paul gannon i'm eli silverman and this is cheap show I hate you and your fucking noodle posse. Go die, people love noodles. It's just a fact of cheap show you're gonna have to learn to fucking accept. Cheap show. Off brand brand, off, off brand brand. Show. It's the price of shy. 
a woman. Welcome to Cheap Show. And I go and I nuzzle. Recording. Start the clock. Oh, shit. I haven't opened the thing. Start the clock, Paul. Hang on. Done it. Right. Is it clock started? Start the clock. And we're off. Here we go. One hour of cheap show. Ooh, get girthy. Right, what do you want to start with? Should we start with the price of shite? Get it sorted. Get it. Let's do it. High energy. High impact. You grab it. I'll do the theme tune. Oh, it's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite. Oh, it's the fucking price of shite. It's the fucking price of shite. And that is quite correct. Right, ladies and gentlemen, here. Now, we got this really... Mate, we are on fucking the clock. So what I don't need is any more of your mouth. There's no one at the door. You don't have a doorbell. I've never... In all the years, I've never heard a door. door. Well, you're going to have to crack on and get it. I'll explain to the listeners what's going on then. So we had a lovely package in the P.O. box, and uh, there was no name attached to the P.O. box in general. There was a lot of stuff in there, quite a lot. So we've picked a few out, and we are going to use those choice selections of the stuff from the P.O. box in today's game. What's fascinating, though, is that um, no name came with this, so I can't thank the person. But if you're the person who sent the box with the big green game hand in, with the moving, vibrating hand and the finger, get in touch and we'll thank you. Thank you very much. Right. Ready? Explain Ooh, the P.O. box situation. Spoiler alert. Is there a green finger? Is there yeah, a green... in part of the P.O. box, part of one of the things was there was a, a game, which was like a big plastic green hand that was like, you know, the thing from Adam's family. Mm. And the idea is you turn it on and it moves around and then it points a finger and that finger points to the truth or dare card. But it's a kid's game, so the truth or dare cards are all like, Truth, uh, have you ever seen an episode of EastEnders? Yeah. Dare. Wink. It's, really? You know, it's just stuff where it's not all that good. What if it's a different no, it's kind not. of wink? You, you, could get an, you, could, you could make it an adult game if you wrote your own cards. Wink, wink your meters to the assorted throng. <laughs> meters Maximus! No meters Maximus, Mr. Silverman. <laughs> With his cheeky meters, he no winks it meters to the throng. Maximus, or I shall get... Salute the winkers, Maximus! Or I meters. shall reveal my mons pubis. Mons pubis. <laughs> <laughs> right, so here we go. There are three items I picked from this list of a few, right? Bonjour, so, mons lag. So, What's that from? This is a Petwing game. Oh, 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 oh. So we're going to do Petwings. Okay? How many Petwings did we get? Two for being spot on. One for being out either way by 25 pence. If you get uh, the three in the right order, you get three Petwings. Well, Standard. Uh, as we're under a time cosh, Paul. Yeah. As we're under a time cosh, Paul. I'm not going to complain about you not voicing the Petwings. All right. Yeah, but oh, no. I'll give you a Petwing now. Petwing. <coughs> Is that a little bonus cuddle it's between? It's a little little free one. Thank you. I'll put that in my back pocket in case I score zero. Right. Are you ready for your first item? Is it just item? me? You're not playing against me? No, it's just for Petwings. It's just for Petwings. Because I know the score because I've seen I had to open the letter to know what the... Because uh, uh. the box was full of everything. I didn't know what was part of... Uh, you, saw, or not. you saw it. Yeah, you so saw I had to. Him. You saw it. Right. I saw it. I'm ready for my v- first item. Here we go. Uh, here we go. What's that? It's a piece of... Uh, do they call that marquetry or... What do they call know. that needle... Needlework. Needle picture. Cross-stitch. Cross-needle picture. It's a needle picture, Paul. Cross-stitch. Of the nature you get in charity shops. Yeah. Ah, I've got it the right way up now. To be fair, for a while, I didn't know what way up it went, but it's... I've got it the right way up now, and I can see it portrays a koala bear. Yes, it does. Um, It says here, jaundice koala. Jaundice because it's yellow. Yeah. And jaundice is what you get if your liver doesn't function properly. Your skin turns... Yellow. Deep. A deep, sickly yellow. Well, lovely. So that koala's got a drinking problem, you say? Well, saying. he might do if he's on the uh, get, he's might. on the eucalyptus beer. I get he's I, on mate. the fermented eucalyptus. What does he say? A good eye. Good eye, mate. I'm oh, fucking wrecked. Fuck that. Fuck this, mate. I'm going to fucking shit on your shoulder. Are you How about tr- that? Paul, are you trying to outdo my I'm trying to outdo. I'm a bit jealous accent. of your Australian accent. Well, it's been well received yes. by mad people and, <laughs> and psychopaths. Too, too fucking right. Better than your one. It's not. Is my acting. Your one is really bad today. Can I? No, you're I shit. Fair income. Listen, just saying Australian fucking phrases is not going to cut it round here, okay? Well, I'll you say well, You give me something to say then, and I'll say it. Say, hello, my name is John Smith. I work in a bureau. Hello, my name is John Smith, and I work in a bureau. That is extremely poor. Sounds like you're trying to do a Michael Caine was, impression. I did realise halfway <laughs> through that was Michael Caine, and, and I don't, don't know. do a Michael Caine impression! <laughs> You're only supposed to blow yeah, that bloody off. Right, it's a koala off. needle craft. Um, pretty shoddy. That's shoddy. Said. I've seen better examples shoddy. with more detail. It's quite small. It's about six by five inches. Um, pleasant enough little thing, Paul. Pleasant no, enough. I'll and give it's got you a little, little hanger. It's got a hanger. 
Yeah, how's oh, a hanger? No, it's, it's just no. A, that's just a, just a bit of loose thread at the back, isn't it? Because there's a little bit it's of sellotape put together with sellotape. This seems to me like it was something that some mad old lady did, and when she died, they put it in a black bag and dropped it off at a charity shop. Do if, we know about the origin of any of these items? As in, i.e., where where were they were purchased? I was going to give you some information on that. Actually, okay. I will reveal a few things to you. This was bought in Cornwall at a charity shop. Um, I will say right now, right, that everything you're about to see is dirt cheap. And I'll even go so far as to say everything is under a pound, mm. right? But it's dirt cheap. That's my big hint to you. And as far as I know, yes, this... I remember... Ah, ha! Ah, I just remember what the trick is. Remember, one of them is free. One of these items one was free. One of these free. three items is was free. free. So you're going to have to guess out of the three, which is three. Fr- which, which out of the three, is which free. one is free? Which of the three is free? And the other two are dirt cheap. Uh, I think this... Jaundice Koala is uh, a high contender for the free one because, do you know what? What? It's unfinished. Whoever's it's missing done a this, few bits it, and bobs, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, she hasn't even finished well, filling in the... Well, this is what I'm the... thinking. The old lady died before she could complete oh, her masterwork. Oh, Why? Because she knitted it in, in her old folks' home and she died and they put everything in a bin back and gave it to Bernardo. Oh, something like on, that. Paul. Can't it's we probably do, true. Can't we do something like, I don't know, someone at... Uh, Drop their fanny juice on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't instantly think of a backstory to this that involved fanny juice. <laughs> That'd be nicer than dying, though. Oh, How does fanny I, juice make a cross-stitched jaundice koala? Oh, I just koala? had a bit of a discharge on that. Got to get rid of that. And I'm still alive and very so well. So what you're saying is you. someone made it, but then because they got fanny juice on it, they had to give it to a charity shop. Yeah. And can they... you sniff it, please, and see if you can recognise fanny? Uh-huh. Oh, hang on. I think there's something on that. It does smell like a nursing home a bit. Oh, good. I'm correct, because I thought you were going to say it smells like Fanny. Uh, It smells of the dying days of a hospital ward. It's a bit antiseptic, Uh, isn't it? Sort of that smell. Strange. You're right. Anyway, I'm just saying, it'd be a better story if she was just a bit incontinent. It just had a sort of... uh, I was right back on the ward when they had to pull the plug on Granny. No, you weren't. Was she a squirter, though? Right, we are moving on. <laughs> right, so that's the first item. Squirty Fanny Koala. Oh, good. You're going to enjoy gift, uh, gift, uh, item number two. Oh, I can see. They're a pack of playing cards, sexy men playing cards. <laughs> sexy men playing cards. Erotic real men. Yeah. They, are there cocks in it? There are so many cocks oh, in that. No. Proud cocks, oh, erect cocks, like relaxed I'm... cocks. All kinds of cocks, small cocks, big cocks, some are being held in hands. That would be very, in very poor taste. I'm hoping that if that happens to be oh, true. Oh, they're all floppy. They're not even getting hard for me. <laughs> oh, no, he is bloody hell. They're, see, some are hard and some are soft. <laughs> right. Ace of spades, no, it's just... Oh, that's they could a... be hard, they could be soft, they could be right, they could be left. This is not fun. No, it is. that's just so ridiculous. The thing is... I know that's a joke thing. No one really buys these cards to play games of poker. You know what I mean? Now, the thing with these as well, look at the back. They look like a normal deck of cards. So you can they do. freak out your grand. By they look nondescript. Going to a, I don't know why grands keep coming up, but you could freak your grand out. Take this to a bridge club and like, do you know what I mean? So you look, look at all these deal. cocks, granny. No, but you could sneak this in because it looks like a normal deck of cards on the back. Yeah. It's got a normal sort of lino cut finish yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. You could just like, oh, stick that in shit. and she'd go, ooh. And you go, did you like the cards I gave you, Grant? She was like, oh, I've seen it all before, love. Yeah, I saw them all. I've seen big ones, small ones, fat ones, thin ones, veiny ones, chubby ones, bulbous ones, ones that look like a mushroom, ones that look like a hen's neck, one that looks like a turkey's leg, More. one that looks like an elephant's trunk, More. one that looks like a skyrocket, One More. that looks like a cloud, One More. that looks like an old man's nose, what else one that another... looks like a, a chair leg, one that looks like a caveman's club. I one want that two looks minutes like... more no, of I this. Can't do this no more. I can't right, I hate that. Box. I hate that item. And it's not just because I'm a hetero, right? Let's have a look. That I hate it. I, I hate that. I would probably hate it less if they were girls. But I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get into this. Let's just look at Let me evaluate the cockage. It's depressing. Two out of ten, five out of ten, six out of ten, six out of ten, two. One out of ten, five out of ten. Oh, he's whipped his out. He looks happy. They're all out. What are you talking I about? I mean, yeah, but some are kind of just out. And some are like, he's, they're pulling them out. Oh, look at this man with the army stuff I on. know, he freaks me out. Why? I mean, he's got his backpack on. Does he think that's going to help him in war? Does he think that's going to help him in war, just launching at the enemy with his cock out? Well, that's what you seem to think of penises as. This is one of those as. few moments on the podcast where I say, images of this part of the show will not be on our website, <laughs> thecheapshow.co.uk. Um, but, oh, look at him. I'm not. Wow. Look at it. Why are you sitting on the kitchen counter? 
You, get, you have to eat food off that. I don't want ball sweat and arse crack juice on it. And maybe a bit of dribblage from when they shot his load. And the, there's no cum shots in this. No, it's kind of just cock. He looks like he's fallen asleep in the shower after taking too many mollies or something. I don't know. Uh. Either way, sexy men cards. That's item number two. Okay. And possibly my favourite. Ready for part three? Yes. I've not opened this, but I kind of think I know what it is. So I'm just going to let Eli explain what's going on. Well, it's it's in bubble wrap, Paul, which I'm going to... Oh, there's two Brucey bonuses in this for you as well. I'll give you those in a minute. Oh, there's Brucey bonuses what? There's I Brucey guess bonuses. The price of. No, I don't think there's price just Brucey bonuses for you. What, I just look at? Yeah, you just look at it. Oh, this looks to be a wine glass of some sort, Paul. This is a real-time episode of Cheap Show. No edits, uncut. Depending um, on what either of us says. Because, you know, sometimes I have to take stuff out. Come on, mate. Undo oh. the bubble wrap. Oh, mate, stop making a noise on the mic sen- sound sensitive mic. Oh, I can see it's a David Buggy Bob. David Buggy Bob. <laughs> <laughs> what? A David Bobby Bob. It's a David Bowie wine glass. Whoa, what a lovely thing. He says, ironically, because it's quite horrible. Mate, go easy on it. You're going to break Bowie's shaft. Can't. Give it here. Give it here. Calm no, down. No. Give it no, here. I Calm won't be down. defeated you're by it. You're eating into the time. I won't be defeated. You're eating into the time. Stupid sausage-based finger arrangement. Does yeah, not I've help. got it. I've done it. I've almost done it. It's packed very well, Paul. I'm glad it was packed very well and reached us in one piece because, you know, things like this, they tend to break and shatter. Yes, they has reached us in one piece and I'm trying this not is to a now waste. break you the You should be ashamed of eating glove. into this time. Oh, shut up. It's the tape. Oh, what a nightmare. It's a living hell. I won't ever finish. You've, you've turned this into an Edgar Allan Poe poem. Oh, oh I'm just going to ease it over the rim now. <laughs> Please ease it over the rim. Stretch ease it. This ease this remaining it scraggly package over the rim. Squeeze right. the flap over. It's right. done. Fucking. That was two minutes. Oh, it's Ziggy Stardust era. Yes, it's a sort of stencil which uh, portrays Bowie from... Ziggy playing no, guitar. The, it's the very famous one taken by Duffy, the photographer Duffy, where he yeah, it's sort of a tinted photo with the makeup, the uh, diamond, uh, not diamond, diamond dog, lightning, lightning strike, strike across his face. And red. I believe that's not from. I think it's a lad insane was the album which had that picture on. Ziggy, it definitely wasn't guitar. Ziggy. Ziggy, it wasn't Ziggy Stardust. Ziggy Stardust, he's in On a Road, isn't the he? The best and song it, Bowie ever wrote was Dancing in the Street. No, it was He wrote he that. He did not write and that. And he sang and it, it with Richard Jagger. I'm not even... This is, who's this amusing for? I'm finding it amusing because it annoys you. Anyway, when things annoy you, the I base of this one... I don't mind that chubby. the Bowie thing. Yeah. The Bowie thing, sorry. The Bowie, Bowie stencil. That's yeah. all right. But I know where you're going to go it's next with it. It's the fucking base. Someone's covered in glue and red glitter and there's sort of crystal there's a ring of crystals right around it is that meant to represent like his like his costume he wore i guess so because he was glittery wasn't it yeah did he wear that red spandexy that's kind not of a suit? bad item is it's it not a bad that's item a at very all very tacky but for the bowie completist paul probably yeah. a must buy now i'll tell you for this for you it was bought from a ymca that one oh, i've just given it away <laughs> <laughs> well that's not the free item then paul <laughs> For twing in the bag. I helped too much. All right. You still got to get the price. Fuck yes, off. I do. Right. right okay, so your three, three items. items. Porn cards, koala, and Bowie glass. Right, let's do it in the order that they were introduced to me, Paul. The yeah. koala. Yeah. I think that's the free item. It's unfinished. It's very poor quality. Okay. And, you know, it's the type of thing like you'd, you'd feel bad putting any kind of price on it. Okay. All right. So free, free as item. in what? It was given to him or he found it somewhere? I or couldn't what? tell you. Maybe it was one of those I bought this and they throw that in for free kind of deals. 45p for the cock cards for the cock cards yeah and bowie glass it's 50p maybe i'll go down to 30p for the 35 for the sexy men Six, 35 for the sexy men do i hear 40 45 uh, 44 for 55 i'm thinking about it right now i want to go 55 for bowie mug All right. bowie glass okay three for the jaundice koala All right and 35 because I'm trying to get the between yeah 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 the near the near price between right. because those are the betweens we get most mostly it's true. think about it they're the easiest betweens to get they are and they're worth just as much as any other between they are what if I got all free right would you give me some kind of between bonus I might give you a long between I don't want a long between or like a between a wing a wing a wing I want a no strings attached quick between which I don't have to think about the next day all right well then I'll give you a quick twing against the bike sheds thank you all right yes Oh, tw- between your twang off. 
I'll betwing your meters. Oh. I'll read your meters. I've come to read your meters. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm the gas man. I've come to read your meters. <laughs> right, come on. Hello. Hello, I'm the gas gas man. Oh, yes. Look, he's trying oh. to kill time because he's seen the clock. We've got another oh, fucking yeah. two right. minutes right. for this Here section. Here we go then. So, uh, the koala. Mm. Uh, was... I said it was free. And... I get two betwings. You do. If However, it is free. You won't now because that was 10p. That fuck! wasn't the free item. So that was only 10p. Uh, the free oh, item. Fuck this game. It's free... stupid. You're a... The free item was the sexy men cards. I knew it now. Same shop as uh, uh, something else. And finally, the Bowie glass was 50p. I got so you get a betwing. I won't need this betwing in my back pocket from the no, before. Will you've I? got a betwing there. So one betwing. It's one of those things where you call it three. It's like it's heavily weighted to like either good success or failure, you know, in terms of it's always going to be two for one. It's always going to be two for one, no, isn't it's it? No, it's not. What on earth do you mean? Uh, what on earth do you mean by that? It means you can only get two no, try right, and explain or three that. Right. Oh, yeah, so it doesn't really make sense what you try to say. Ladies there. and gentlemen, let's because crack it's on with three, the show. You either do really well or you don't. 43 no, minutes. Do you know right? how many betweens were possible there? At least six. six. So I could have got one. I could have got, got two. nine. I could have got three. How could I got nine? Uh, if you betwing my meters. No, you are talking shit. I want you to take back what you said about three being some weird number where you only score low or only high. Because it's just not true, Paul. It's not true. You could score one betwing, as I did. I could have scored two betwings. And there's two ways I could have scored two oh, betwings. Oh, you boring fuck. You wasted one... two minutes I, I going could've... on about the glass that you couldn't do with your beefy gorilla hands. <laughs> <laughs> Animals of the wild have more dexterity than you do. Oh fuck off! I'm and now you're wasting dexterous. time go- going into the betwings and the fact that you didn't get the ones you wanted. I don't know what else you want from me, mate. Fuck. You failed. We're moving on. Next segment is Silverman's platter, which has been supplied by someone who isn't Eli Silverman. It's another PO box entry. Uh, you stopped the clock, by the way. No, I haven't. It's forty-two minutes left. Now I had to pause and waste five seconds looking at the clock. Well, he couldn't even fill in to make it interesting. We're not doing it in real time. Aren't you putting a sound effect in No, here? which is real time. This oh, is... I could do my own sound effects. No, we're, no sound what effects. About what about this? What about this, Paul? Platter. We're doing the platter. Slightly moving your sunglasses in front of the mic does not count and barely registers. No, this is awful. Your foley work is appalling, Mr. Silverman. Oh, mate, don't... What about this, Paul? 42 minutes left, mate. Stop playing with the cock cards. What are you going to do? You're going to fan the cocks in your face? Yes. You're going to have 52 cocks in your face at once. Go on, here we go. All right, that's that's the sound effect to do then. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for uh, Silverman's Platter. I thought you were going to do the sound effect. Oh. I just said do the sound effect. Okay, go on. Ladies and gentlemen, now it's time for Silverman's Platter. Utter fucking wretched mess. Yes, it's that part of the show we like to call Silverman's Platters, and it's where we take old records, perhaps they've been forgotten, perhaps some of you remember them, but they're records, aren't they? They're records of songs or novelty songs, Paul, and then we listen to them, we do a little bit of research, tell you a little bit about the story behind the song, Paul, and we rate them. We've got a very simple rating system for songs on Silverman's Platters, Paul. You simply... Do a hit or miss, but we can't call it that because other people call it that. And so it's either a platter, which means we like it, yeah. or it's a splatter, Paul. And that means we'd fr- if it was a, oh, we'd throw it fucking, against the wall. Are you, where is your setting set to tedious today? Are you Eli set to tedious? I really am. Right. So, But got- before we start this section, we've got to have a little word from the patron saint of this segment, Paul. I'm going to go over to him right now. Uh, Clyde McFatter, are you there, Clyde? Yes. How are you doing today? Fine. How, do you like this segment of the show we've named after you? I do. Right, back to the studio. Thank right. you. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be involved in this ongoing oh, segment. Okay, good. Bye then. Bye. Now what have back. we got? Oh, he was a nice chap, that man. What have we got on Silverman's Platters this week, Paul? Right, so we had a load of records come from a uh, someone called Charlie. And hello, my name is Charlie. I've been listening for about two years. I've opted to type this out to avoid brutal scrutiny from Eli, as my handwriting is terrible. That's fair enough. Now, uh, well, he didn't say hello to me. He didn't say hello to me either, so don't worry about it. He just well, said, hello, hi, cheap show. So, well, it's a bit impersonal, isn't it? It is a bit impersonal, but it's fine. 
He's being nice. I don't know who, who's being addressed now. So look, the, the thing is like... And I feel like I've got my back up a bit, Paul, because he said, oh, Eli's going to scrutinise it, the handwriting, if I you write are, it. Though, no, when you not. do. You I don't. To. I accept all types of handwriting. My handwriting's not perfect, Paul. No, because your big, chunky, meaty kind of Play-Doh <laughs> hands can't hold a pen, can they? <laughs> oh, he's coughing. He's coughing. Old man Eli's coughing. I'm going to fuck you. I'm going to You're going to fuck me, are you? you oh, you cheeky boy. Right. What we're going to do is look at Charlie's records. Now, Charlie sent a load, and Eli and I have filtered them out to the ones that really did interest, interest us and could, you know, inspire us to talk about things around the single, right? What? Just, mate, give me a break, you're, Now you're trying to hurry too much because you're mangling. You're starting to mangle language. Mangle mangle language. He's running when he said, the goose, and he's running when he said, staking on for water, and oh, he's a funny man. <laughs> I'm in constant anguish, and you always mangle language. Oh, I forgot about the Brucey bonuses from the game. There's one. Oh, my bonus, my bonus. There's your bonus. Oh, I like the bonus, Paul. I'm yeah, liking this. Nice. Oh, I can see a little badge. I'm going to pop that on. What's it say? You are a bum. I won't be putting that on. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible badge. It is a um, terrible badge. And there's a little Sean the Sheep from uh, Wallace and Gromit. Oh, that's quite nice, isn't it? Yeah. I'll definitely put that with all my other little Yeah, figurines. you can't go wrong with Sean the Sheep. He's lovely, isn't yeah, he? That's good. I like that, Sean the can Sheep. Can you do a sheep voice? These were the other two free <laughs> items, weren't they, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You can have those little Brucey bonuses for you, mate. Right. So, we filtered them out. Now, Charlie... Back to the platter... Charlie wrote a letter, and in the letter goes on about um, how one of the songs he bought was from a charity shop, and that one of the songs was a uh, black and white minstrel show. And he said how difficult it was buying it in the charity shop because the lady looked like she had, you know, Caribbean roots kind of thing, and he felt bad buying a reasonably racist item from a charity shop just to send to us. And I just wanted to say, first of all, Charlie, thank you for your valiant effort. But the thing about Black and White Minstrel Show is that there's not much we can do about it because they're outdated and, you know, we've talked about it like when we talk about Al Jol... Oh, he's choking on water. Why can't you drink now either? Oh, you... F- the bottom line is we don't need Black and White Minstrel songs sent to us. Jesus Christ. Jesus wept, Eli. You're dying on air. We've got to I'm get fine. 200 sorted. Right? I'm fine. So... Thank you for sending the Black and White Minstrel Show. Don't go through the pain of anyone else having to do it. We're fine. We're not going to cover it. It's shit. Somebody sent me a Hitler stamp as well, Paul. Yeah, we mentioned that, I think. We don't need stuff I've like that. I've burnt it. We don't need outwardly shocking stuff for us to talk about because right. it just seems... But thank you. But we found other stuff in there that we'd like to talk about. If and you the didn't first take one... a shit in a can, somehow can some shit, we'd definitely be opening that. No, and we will it. not be sniffing <laughs> someone. Someone might send that now. Well, as long as it's sealed... We won't know until we open it what's yeah, we'll inside know, the can. We'll know. It'd be like the end of seven, but with a massive hairy log in it. <laughs> hairy? Yeah. Like there's it's tubes got, sticking it's out It's got of fuzz it. on it and like... Like it's been dropped on a carpet. Yeah, it's like been rolled in a carpet first. <laughs> right. Come on then. So we don't want any carpet rolled turds in a can. Can I just express that? I think we should start with that one. So we've covered um, these topics before. We've covered not only <coughs> novelty rap songs by comedians, oh. but we've also kind of talked about Mel Brooks and his rap songs in particular. So what have we got today, Mr. Silverman? Now, Paul, we were discussing Mel Brooks earlier, and uh, you said your favourite Mel Brooks film? It, the, probably but, The History of the World, Paul. No, one. I said I, my favourite one of his is, is Producers, but my guilt, I don't want to say guilty pleasure because I hate that term, but if I had to pick the one I, like, enjoying, I, I enjoy the most... It's probably the history of the world, part one. Mm. Okay, that, very good. It's a very funny film, but very episodic. Doesn't really hang together in the way it's, some it's of a, his um, best sketch films show. do. And it's some yeah, but Blades and Saddles hangs together. I'm not saying it's not a better Young film. Frankenstein hangs together. I'm not saying they're not better films. I'm just the saying. Producers hangs together. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. It's definitely better than Spaceballs or yeah. Robin Hood Men in Tights. And so. it's be- better than High Anxiety, probably. Mm, I put those on a silent sim- movie. Oh, I put the, those on a similar. And Money Stinks. I haven't seen either Silent Movie or Money Stinks. Silent Movie's got some good gags in it. It's got that famous gag with uh, Marcel Marceau turns up in it, and he says the only one line of dialogue in the whole film. And that's the only fi- line he's ever said in any yeah. film. Yeah, because Marceau is the most famous mime in the world. Now, this is Mel Brooks' It's Good to Be the King rap. Yes. On now, Seven Inch Single. Uh, we covered... We covered the Hitler rap from To Be or Not To Be. Now, in my mind, this is a charity shop record that pops up all the time. I've seen it a lot, both in the 12 and the 7-inch version, I believe. And it's on the luggage label for some reason. Which I presume is a luggage 
uh, label specifically made just for these singles, maybe. It feels like... Why? I don't know. What else came out on Luggage, do you know? I don't know. I've never seen that label before. This is why I'm saying it was specially made just for the release of this single. I really doubt that, because look, it's got a whole thing where there's a logo of some guy carrying a suitcase, and it says, should go far. Yeah. And it looks like it probably put stuff out that was like trying to be... Hits. All right. So anyway. No, no, maybe it is his because it says manufactured and distributed by Spartan Records. So maybe it's a subsidiary yeah. of Spartan probably. So you know, here's the, here's the track in question. initially as something to talk about because we thought we'd done comedians rapping we've done this that and the other and then just randomly i found a website called night flight and it had this article title called it's good to be the king mel brooks 1981 single made him the first white artist to land a rap song on the r&b charts and that and you said that can't be true Night flight viewers in early 1984 got a lot of laughs from watching the racy and politically incorrect music video for Mel Brooks' The Hitler Rap. They may not have realised that they were watching a historically, uh, an historical trailblazer, as Brooks's song was not only an unlikely hit single, it wasn't even his first time as a rap star. Okay, so this came before The Hitler Rap then? Uh, this came first, yes. So maybe it encouraged him to do the Hitler rap. What was the Hitler rap from? What it movie was, was it, it Well, it was with? from To Be or Not To Be, which came much later, like after the end of the 80s, I think, To Be or Not To Be. And what was the basis of To Be or Not To Be? To Be To Be, it was that story about the Jewish uh, theatre group that are performing during the rise of the Nazis in the Second World War. Okay, and so is that more doing... of a serious film? It's or? it's a comedy still. It's a remake of a 1940s, 50s film. But it wasn't a hit for Mel Brooks. It wasn't I never a even huge heard hit. It, but it heard was... of it but it was um, okay, well-liked. And, and the Hitler rap was from that? It, yes, it was a spin-off from that. It was the kind of single to release with the song, with the film, which is weird because the tone of the film and the song are completely different. And the film was set during the Second World War, the run-up to the Second World War, so yeah. before rap music was a thing. Yeah. Weird. Well, that's why it's incongruous. It's just a weird... It's strange that he decided to do that. No, I they may have used it in the end. You know, when they yeah. use credits and sequences. Possibly, they, yeah. yeah. So in 1981, shortly after the release of the comedy film History of the World Part 1, Mel Brooks... Joined with producer-songwriter Peter Wingfield, who we talked about before because... He wrote and performed 18 with a Bullet and was on the last episode of uh, Silverman's Platters because he played keyboard and did he produce oh, yeah, as well? Oh, for on... René uh, and uh, Je T'aime. René and who? What was she oh, called? Michelle. René and Michelle's version yeah. from Alpha Valo Hello's version of, of Je, Je T'aime. So, Had Pete Wingfield on it. As did a lot of other stuff. Yeah. It's a busy, busy uh, Apparently working producer. with Mel Brooks. Uh, he worked so with Mel Brooks on this. They use the catchphrase that Brooks uses in the film when he plays Louis the 16th, 10 VI. When he XVI. says, piss boy, so, they keep going, piss boy. Yes. Don't they? And then and there's, there's an orgy. He goes, it's good to be the king. Yeah. He, yeah. Ke- yeah, he just he, he keeps fucking people yeah. the whole way through, doesn't so, he? So in the persona of the monarch, Brooks raves about living large in the days before the French Revolution claimed his head. The single was put out in 1982 by Philadelphia soul label WMOT Records. So that is not the version that I hold in my hand, Paul. Okay, so best remembered for releasing Frankie Smith's Double Dutch Bus. Don't know what that okay. is. The song received heavy rotation in New York Station, WBLS, and while it did not enter the Billboard Top 100, it did reach number 67 on the Billboard Dance Music Chart and 69 on Billboard's R&B Chart, thus 
Brooks became the first white artist performing a full-fledged rap song to penetrate the R&B chart, a feat that would not be repeated until the Beastie Boys reached number 55 with Hold It Now, Hit It in 1986. Okay, so the Beastie Boys, like, Fight For Your Right to Party didn't get to I mean, the this top is, of the, the R&B. Well, it, it probably came after that song and charted higher than that, whatever that other one is, Hold It Now, Hit It. Okay. In France, the song was even bigger, selling uh, 375,000 copies and going now, all the way to number funny, two. Now, that is funny, isn't it? That is funny, because it's in English, but it's take, it, perhaps the French liked it because they mentioned their history. Yeah. Uh, most strikingly in the traditions of rap hits like UTFO's Roxanne, Roxanne, and MC Shan's The Bridge, Brooks' surprise hit provoked an answer record from the very woman who helped put hip-hop on the American consciousness. Roxanne Chante. Uh, no, Sylvia Robinson, founder of the Sugar Hill Records, oh, of course. The, the label that launched the Sugar Hill Gang and their immortal rapper's delight, recorded their own reworded version of the song called It's Good to Be the Queen, which surpassed Brooks' single on the Billboard chart, reaching 53. Robinson also invited Brooks' writer and producer Wingfield to collaborate with her, and together they wrote The Lover in You for the Sugar Hill Gang, with oh. Wingfield playing keyboard and singing backup, which ends number 55 in the charts. Wingfield gets all over the shop, gets all over. In 83, to promote the film To Be or Not To Be, starring Brooks and his wife Anne Bancroft, and directed by longtime choreographer, choreographer sorry, Alan Johnson, they reteamed Wingfield and Brooks to record To Be or Not To Be, which is the actual title of the Hitler rap, and it has roughly the basic same structure. I mean, they are very similar. It's a historical figure... Rapping about their life. Yes. Yeah. It's funny though because in many respects, I think the, the, to be or not to be is a better composed song. I well, think it's because they've got the formula down, haven't they? They got they got. But the the back it is very similar in format. So you've got him rapping and then sort of uh, backing singers yeah. singing and very singing similar. the chorus sort of thing. So to promote the film, they made a video, and that video had Brooks dressed as Hitler going around and dancing, dancing. With Was Gestapo there any things. video for? It doesn't seem like it. Um, some uploads chose not to show the video because of the Nazi imagery, and uh, but the clip got substantial play on Night Flight. Uh, weird. Chris Blackwell's Island Records released a single worldwide, although in the US it was handled by an independent subsidiary called Antilles. Uh, only got a modicum of success. This is the Hitler rap still. Uh, and To Be or Not To Be was only a minor hit in uh, the UK, uh, reaching number 12 on the charts. But number it does, three. it's all over charity shops, that one, the Hitler rap. You see it yeah. again you and again and again. You see it all over. So uh, in an article on the history of white comedians' use of rap, oh, I'd like to check this out now. Uh, Brian Rafferty of Vulture declared, what's most surprising about Hitler's rap is that it's not awful. Brooks has a decent enough flow and he's smart enough not to wink the joke to death. And that's true. We talked about that before, how he's a really competent wordsmith with that. He's competent, definitely. And uh, it's kind of clever writing, isn't it? Because he involves all sorts of uh, references to the historical uh, facts and stuff. Yeah. And then finally, the article ends with saying his earliest single received significant homage from the French mixed race rap group Alliance Ethnic in their 1995 song, Respect. The melodic background is a variation of the riff Wingfield created for It's Good to Be the King, and the phrase is openly referenced at three minutes and 13 seconds into the song. That's interesting. Thus, history can safely say that not only being a king of comedy, but also preceding Eminem and the Beastie Boys in earning the respect of the community that helped create rap music. That is extremely interesting. I think it's to do with uh, the background music, which on this seven that we've got, yeah, um, that Charlie sent, um, it's got an instrumental mm. on the back, and I think you can imagine it maybe getting some rotation in clubs, yeah, at the time, maybe maybe just the instrumental, you know, because it wouldn't have had to have got that much airplay to still be a hit, right? Because it doesn't seem like it's something you would have heard on the radio a lot in 1982. Well, three, it wasn't a hit here, so we wouldn't have. No, heard in it America here. though, even so, we, we, I don't know. Would Casey Casey have been introducing that? No, but. It's a huge market in America. True. So, true. so said they, that article said there was like a radio DJ in New York who played it. That's lot, true. Right? It's like Kenny Everett's help making Bohemian Rhapsody a success. That station but probably But he was on Capital, wasn't he? Kenny Everett. It wasn't a national station. I can't remember if he was on BBC or Capital at that point. Well, but he has been on Capital, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, but he might you have been on the mean? BBC when but Bohemian Rhapsody But you could make a hit out. by just being on Capital. Couldn't you? Yes. You wouldn't have to be national. So no, not at all. Equil equivalent there. Well, that's why the Capitals charity radio songs always did so well, because they only had to sell to the greater London area to mm. be good for charity. So, mm. you know, patent mixed songs may be daft and slightly broke through the public consciousness, but ultimately it was just for the local area. Interesting stuff, Paul. 
Um, and we do like a novelty rap record. We do. Here on uh, Silverman's Platters. And, and that's a fine one, but I do prefer his later rap release. You feel like it was just more better done. Yeah, but unfortunately... But more problematic, because it's Hitler. I, yeah. I mean, that's the, the big difference. Hitler's a problematic character. Well, it's that whole sense of... The joke makes fun of Hitler. It's not supporting Hitler. It doesn't boost Hitler's... You know what I mean? It's not about how Hitler's great. It's a, no. it's a comedy satire song that's very silly and tongue-in-cheek. But you can't outwardly say, oh, I love that Hitler rap. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's easier to say, you know, Louis the Sixteenth. Yeah. He was funny. Yeah, he was. You like He used to piss in it. buckets and boff off wherever he chose. <laughs> he was a boff offer. Right, so the next song on the platter is an interesting one. Because again, at first, I didn't think much about it until I did the research. But it's called Lip Smacking Rock and Rolling by Peter Blake. And it sounds <laughs> like this. To drool. If you wanna have a ball, you gotta get the chicks to fall for them. Right, so that's the song, right? Mm. Now, we thought initially, uh, it's not that interesting. It's very bad. But it turned out that it's some kind of weird spin-off. So basically, this the artist Peter Blake, when I looked up on Wikipedia, it said he's the actor known for playing this character in the sitcom Dear John, which is one of those 80s sitcoms about pleasant middle-class people having uh, emotional breakdowns. And, you it's know what a I mean? divorcee, isn't he? He gets yeah. a letter. Isn't the letter the sort of country song at the beginning of the... Ep- Dear John! Yeah, I just ran off of the Milky yeah. or whatever. And he's like, oh, it's a comedy about... And that was him. He yeah. was in it. No, he was in it playing one of the characters. But who the was friends. the main? Who was John? I don't give a fuck. It was that guy who was in that show. You know what I mean? He was. Uh, oh, I can't. I can't devote any time talking right. about the sitcom, right, Paul, dear but, John. But, Paul, Why don't we talk about ever decreasing circles? Can I digress? At can I digress? Can from I... May to December, while we're at it. Can I? Or dig- surgical spirit. Can I All just... the things that really get the blood pumping. Can I just digress for one second? Yes. Now, when I said Peter saw Peter Blake, what sprang to mind is Peter Blake. I believe is the artist, the pop artist who. Whose most famous work is the Sergeant Pepper, the Beatles Sergeant Pepper? Oh yes, cover. Yes, and so I thought, oh, Peter Blake, perhaps he did a record because he was into rock and roll. It's a vanity project, of maybe. Some kind. And you know what kind of tweaked me even more in that direction? The fact that this record is on Pepper Records. So I thought, Sergeant Pepper, Pepper oh, Records. Hello. It must be, wasn't at all. No, no. apparently it's a boring now, actor who. The reason why this song came out in the first place is because the same actor played a Fonzie-like character in an advert in the UK for Pepsi Cola. I'm going to play that trailer play that. right now. Hey, Eddie, how come you're such a big hit with the girls? You can tell from what I'm drinking that I'm really kind of smooth. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. I'll take a Pepsi from the counter and a stroll up to the booth. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And when I get to where they're sitting, make my chance to treat these kittens to a Pepsi. Now, is it not, Paul, yeah. exactly the same song, just with the Pepsi references taken out? Absolutely, basically the same song. With now, the Pepsi do you know re- what that reminds me of? Another drink. What that. does it remind you of? Uh, the Kiora song by... Oh, it's just Fedora. Like that. Fedora by Kiora. Fedora by... What were they called? Uh, I can't remember I can't now. can't remember anything. No. But that's drugs for you, kids. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, Do you know what this fucking show is going to be like in four years' time? I was going, uh, uh, what, 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 uh, what, hey, who, on what? last week's episode, hey, hey what, what? On the who are you again? Is a B side. The fuck's a B side? What do you mean a B side? I got like two songs, two songs. What? So it's interesting. The advert must have been a big enough hit that they thought they could do a cash in single. I remember the ad. You know what I remember nicely about the ad? The ladies at the bar. All the ladies at the bar. Yeah. It's a soda jerk, isn't it? It's a soda bar. 
It's a homo, and they, homo, homo. And they, they all swim, swing around with their milkshakes and, like, and the frilly dresses. And they sing, don't they? Oh, they That's the, that is the best bit of the ad. Not yeah. him sort of like sort of menacing people. He's sort of menacing people trying to enjoy their burger. It's like, they, isn't a, it? a, a Fonzie character goes, I think they were selling two things. They were trying to trade it. I think they were trading off. Happy you know, days. The, well, that success. Also, the seventies revival of Greece and Shawadi Wadi and Seventies, fifties revival, fifties rock and roll revival. Yeah, this which, is nineteen seventy-seven. Yes, which is the, dead in the heart of yeah. it. Yeah, at the height of it. And Paul. Yeah. Happy Days is a huge part of that as well. Big part of it. Of well, obviously, the... he's playing a Fonz, isn't he? Type yes. character. Hmm. And also, so it's trading on well, that. Well, Elvis all... meets the Fonz. Because he's it... got a quiff. He's not just like a bad boy mechanic. He's no, more... he's got a... He's a rock and roller as well. You Which know? is what the song tries to impart. Like, he's an Elvis light kind yes. of thing. And did you notice how low his vocal is in the mix? Very low. Do you think that was on purpose? Because it's not very strong. Yeah, because he's an actor who's not known for singing. Who uh, had to release a, a full it's cert- a very, version of an advert. Very flat vocal. To just complete my point... One is, yes, you've got all the Happy Days, Grease, seven, you know, 50s, Arama stuff going on. You've also got the fact that they're selling it as an American brand. So you've got all the American iconography, Pepsi. It's an American brand. It's cool. It's get mm. with it. It's a generational thing. For, thirdly, uh, you've got the fact that I think it was coming off, or was it going into the thirst, smacking, quench, bursting, dirt, 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 whatever, Pepsi. You know that whole long advert was like, thirst, I think we've even talked about it on the fucking podcast. Lip smacking. Thirst quenching, hot knob squelching, yeah, yeah. spoff blowing, meters. horn sucking, yes. meter spreading, ash. God hopping. Gash spreading, uh, fecal meters Pepsi, drink it, taste the generation. Get a pipette of lemon juice up the ring. A pipette of citric fun. <laughs> uh, so, that's, that's that. interesting, but the song's not really remarkable. It's not remarkable at all. In fact, the B-side... I was going to say, what did you say the B-side? The B-side is interest, more interesting musically and is more uh, in keeping with sort of 70s music because it's more of a glam. Shall I play a bit of that now? Play a bit little. of that. Well, I'm a poor operator Just got me laid off Right, and it's also more like show tuney almost. It's weird. It feels like well, it's it, part of a musical or something. It feels like there's a glam number in a musical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's it's like a it's like someone who writes show tunes trying to sort of pastiche the glam rock style. I mean it charted you know? reasonably highly, I think, in the UK. Because people like, like the ads. Free. They like the ad- God, the shit that got high in the charts in the seventies. What are Pete hang on, let me just ask Google. Peter Blake lip smacking. Oh, well, come on, Google, you can do it. Right, so yeah, search. I'm going to do a search for it. Now I've got to log in because my face recognition don't work no more. Lip smacking, rock and rolling. Yeah, lip cool. smacking, because obviously the song was originally from the advert, which is lip smacking Coca-Cola, whatever. Pepsi. Pepsi, I don't know. So yeah, uh, it got to August 26, 1977. It reached number 40 in the UK charts. Okay, so yeah, that's Yeah, exactly. That's come that. on, never But even back then, three. 40 major money. I made money, but it's not number three. No, no record that shit could get to number three. You also released another single the following uh, in '79 called "Boogie Breakout" with a B-side called "Rock and Roll Lady." And where did that get to in the it charts? It is not mentioned in. So this. that was not in the top 100. No. So that's our Silverman's platter section. Now, Paul, were either of those records a splatter or a platter for you? I think. Uh, the Mel Brooks one is a platter, but with, with a caveat, an asterisk saying we've heard it before, even though it's the first one that came out. Why but... was it platter? You think it's it's no, you, you think it's quite good comedy rap? I think even with the background of it charting and all that history in the R and B news, that's fascinating. Which alone makes it worthy okay. of a platter. Oh, I'll ones... agree. It's a platter for me, but the... splatter. 
the Peter Blake lip smacking rock and rolling is just that's one of those splatters where you know you've got to build up a fecal matter in your rectum and you think you're going to push out in one big go but actually what happens is a burst of air happens a farty sound and then it comes out like you're pouring cement out of a back of a truck you know what, what I mean slurry you mean slurry heavy slurry heavy gritty slurry hello we are heavy slurry and you're overwhelmed <laughs> with the gas of your own arse before ah, the splashdown happens hang about this what about this ball yeah what about this ball what about if I had a band and we, we were called it engorged turret <laughs> I'm not I'm not completely turned off by the title no it's good isn't it? what kind of music would you do prog right do a sound effect now I tell you, I've got a sound effect for you this sound effect's for our next section Paul's page turners that's a book being opened and rippled. What is going on on Paul's page turners? Again, it came in the chat in the same uh, box as the uh, in price of box. shite. Yeah, and it is what called about the records. No, the records were Charlie. Oh yeah, Charlie. But it was well, who uh, did the uh... the mysterious person who didn't put a name on, to oh, the best really? of my knowledge. Well, thanks we very thank much you. for the badge, even though I won't wear that. You, you are a bum. Right, I mean that's stupid. So we have you fifteen minutes left, and I want to get this through badge these is a bum. What looks minutes. more like a bum? This badge or me? You. What a stupid fucking question to ask me. Yeah, you do, especially with your beard. You're like a great, you look like Big Daddy's arsehole, right? <laughs> so, this book is called More Sex Life Letters, edited by Anne Hooper. Erotic, educational, hilarious. More letters on sex. I don't want to the, laugh. From the pages of Forum what magazine. Was Forum? Wasn't it a kind of soft porny soft kind porn. of thing? Yeah. I don't want to have a laugh and then spunk up. Why? <laughs> not because I feel like. My imaginary lover's not taking me seriously. So I thought what we do is, because this is a collection of letters you know, and answers. You're laughing at me. I can't fucking spunk if you're laughing at me. Everyone laughed at me. Not when they see my cock explode. <laughs> right. <laughs> so here, here's what we're going to do. You won't laugh that when I come in your eye hole. Right, Eli, can we focus? No we've one got, will laugh ever we've got again. 14 minutes left. And here, we're going to go through the letters and you're going to give your response before I read out their response. Well, I don't know what the format is here, Paul. You didn't explain it very I'm well. I'm going to read out random letters from this book that I've chosen and I'm going to read you the Are questions. Are they sexy letters? Yeah. Are, am I laughing or am I wanking or is it a mixture of both? It could be a mixture of both. So I'll tell you what I'm doing. Here we go. So this first one is a letter from Miss MT in London. and it is Empty? She's empty. I'll fucking fill it. Right. <laughs> Empty! Here's the question that she ra- asks. No one likes my gags this is a anymore. Book of, this is a book of collected letters from Forum, right? Did you see the it gag made, I did, though? I didn't. I went past it because I'm focusing empty. on content. Is it Mrs. Empty? Yeah, I know I got uh, that. Yeah. yeah, you are a bum. I'll wear the badge. How to do for late show is this letter. It's a short one to get us started. Oh, God. Could you please brief me on how to do fellatio really well? I don't want my man to be disappointed with my efforts. Your response, Eli. Come on. Don't blow. Right. And imagine else. you're licking an ice cream, but you're running out of time because it's uh, it's melting really fast. <laughs> Anything else? Any tongue I work? I think that's good enough. That, is, that, that, that covers the tongue work. All right. Well, there's quite a long answer to this, so I'll pair it down. Um, oh, God. It goes into all sorts of things. Uh, at the same time, his balls will rise lower and and rise and lower quite frequently. Oh, wow. It goes into quite a lot of detail. That's if you're clenching your balls. Since the man's penis must be held away from the man's belly in order that his manoeuvre can be carried out, the woman should move the hand holding it up and down the part of the penis which will not go into her mouth. With the other hand, she should fondle his balls, again, very lightly. Um, As the man's aroused sensations begin to build up, the woman will notice that his balls now and again move up and down from the root of his penis. Pause there for a second or two and then move back down again. When he's approaching, approaching the point of no return, he will begin to breathe heavily and will automatically make rhythmic movements with his pel- pelvis. At the same time, his balls will rise and lower oh, more can't. frequently. When this begins to happen, the woman will know that he is going to come within 30 to 60 seconds. I'm going to have to keep an eye on my balls now. Well, it's And they start up. going up and down like a big-titted jogger. I know that we're in trouble. Um, the woman, the, the really sensuous woman will have no compulsion about letting a man ejaculate into her mouth. I am quite convinced that if it were not for the pulsating of the penis, women would be unaware that their partners were ejaculating. What? However, I must concede that some men's semen has a distinct acid taste, oh. which is very slightly stings the back of the throat when swallowed. Whoa, TMI! Has he been sucking off Duke Nukem or something like that? What about if you have? What if he's been eating fish supper Wait. for three weeks? Oh, yeah. Nothing but asparagus and fish. Yeah, and then <laughs> a, big, a little bottle of uh, cod liver oil to finish yeah, off. It tastes like she swallowed some swamp water. Oh. <laughs> if the woman is not keen... 
for this or any other reason to accept the semen in her mouth. As soon as the man's balls begin to get agitated, she can withdraw her mouth and continue with her fingers and take his penis into her. If the semen tastes at all, it is not a strong taste, except in rare cases. And a drink of water afterwards would immediately dispel any slight stinging sensations there may well, be. if I did have any kind of tumescence, Paul, it has been drained out by the technical uh, manner of that letter. Right, let's go on to the next letter then and get Eli, Uncle Eli's opinion on this next question. Oh, this one's called Pet Problem. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't told anyone. Oh, I any- bet they're having sex and the dog keeps coming in and looking. I haven't told anyone about this. And you're the only what? place I, I can let, be honest. let the dog do her. Uh, by the way, name and address withheld by request. I recently bought a German Shepherd because I live in a big city by myself and I felt better about my safety with a watchdog. Fair enough. Uh. My dog is very affectionate and on nights when I'm feeling blue, he snuggles into my bed and licks my face and tries his best to cheer me up. Well, you can see where this is leading. Oh I my done, God. I haven't done anything yet that I need to feel what? ashamed about, but I catch myself fantasizing. And once I had a dream about my dog, I'm much too ashamed to tell you the details of the dream, but you can imagine how I feel. Should I see a psychiatrist? Yes. Am I perverted? Should I kill my dog? I'd hate to do that. It doesn't because say I really... should I kill my dog. <laughs> no. It does not say should I kill my said, dog. should I get rid of my dog? Get rid of yeah don't try and embellish this please Paul. help me with my problem what, let me what, see this let me see exactly it. what it says what do you what's your advice <sighs> get it over and done with let put put t- listen top, put a big slice of biscotta biscuit cream on your flaps and let the dog it, go it, to, this is a letter to, from a lady to lippy this town. is a letter from a lady is yes it? i presume so yes well i would check the legality of what you're considering there i don't think it's fair to uh attempt a dog to your fanny I think it's called animal cruelty, no matter which way you call it, because the animal doesn't know what it's doing. Zoophilia. No, and the if dog, it does know what it's doing, the dog then it's a dangerous animal and it needs to be if put down. the dog down. knows what it's doing, the dog knows what it's doing. Does it know what it's doing, though? If it gets a recce and it starts fucking going for it. He doesn't it, know, though. It feel, well, he might feels, just think it's fish supper night. No, it's not fish <laughs> supper <laughs> night. You don't fuck a fish supper, Paul. It just All it is is that her dog feels that she is another dog. No, she doesn't think that. The dog just... Well, what's the dog doing then? Why is it... She, nothing yet. There's just an idea. This it's is... It's getting an erection. The dog's obviously getting hard for her. Or else the idea <laughs> would Obviously. She's well, it wouldn't be yet. in her head. She goes, come on, snuggle, snuggle. And then the dog's like... Oh, all right. Uh, Here we go. Are you going to let this go to waste, love? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> come on, let the red rocket fly. Go on. <laughs> Come I've on. got lipstick, it's just your colour. Sausages, come on, love. <laughs> right. um, no, in all seriousness, Paul, yeah. I would not, I'd go to, I'd, I'd get some help or so, find someone. So basically, to sh- the reply starts off by saying this is not uncommon. People have these fantasies. It's called this, it's called that. Zoophilia. Yeah, zoophilia. Um, so next, next uh, paragraph says, I need, I get the impression your emotional life is pretty empty. We all need love and to be loved. However, if none is available, we take other offers. Hence the relationship that can build between otherwise heterosexual men in prison. Well, that's a bit of a... See, this is all... That's a bit is, of a weird stretch of logic. But no, yeah. you know what this is, Paul? This is from an era where getting fucked by your dog was seen as more acceptable than being gay, basically. I don't know, Do you know if that's what I mean? true. What, look at like he's saying, oh, because they're in prison. He's basically saying, oh, the only way you'd get into bumming other men was if you were in prison with them with no fanny for miles. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Not because you might like it. This is terrible. When was this published? This must have been like 70s. It really must have been. When's the first print of this? Literally, the tone of that reply was like... 73. The tone of the reply was like, don't worry. You know, people have all sorts of weird things like fantasies about the same sex and other totally unacceptable things. Like, you know what I mean? They're putting it in the same category, like wanting your dog to fuck you as, as homosexuality there. Yeah, that's all. That's the point I'm making. She just says, keep the relationship with your dog in perspective, and of course, don't get involved with it erotically. Um, that will get you overwhelmed with guilt and remorse. Yeah, because uh, you know, then you might, you know, you know, when you have that moment after you come, and like there's suddenly a sobriety to the situation. Do I? Yeah. What you don't want to do have is that go. And be like, there's a fucking Labrador. Who's like, come on, love, finish me off. It's not. It's not all about you, darling. Yeah. 
Oh, terrible. Terrible, man. So anyway, she basically says, yeah, go and get help if, you, if you're if you upset about this. And, and then he goes, it. P.S. I find charm works better than... <laughs> <laughs> ciao, ciao. Next, qu- next p- question. This is called Anal Risks. Oh, God. <laughs> One of my chief sources of sexual stimulation has always been connected with the rectum and anal areas. Enemas and vibrators give me erections without any contact with my penis. This is a guy. Yes, JB from Worcestershire. Uh, I wonder whether you or any of your readers can tell me of any safe stimulants for my rectum. I have read of champagne and spirits being injected, but wonder whether these might cause damage to the rectal lining. Whoa. Also, would the introduction of suitable sized fruit of reasonable size lead to any ill effects? As long as in such introduction causes no pain. I've in mind such things as bananas and plums. <laughs> You'd have to use a plum like a uh, You'd have conker. To be a, it would have to be a pretty unripe plum as well, wouldn't it? If you had and a also, ripe one, it's just going to disintegrate at the right. entrance. Also, if it goes in, you might not be able to get it out. So I'd recommend like putting, like feeding some like a string through it, tying a knot. So at least you could like pull it out. Like conkers, yeah. Yeah, like conkers. But you can't do that because they've got hard pits in this inside them, plums. So what would you recommend for the arsehole? I think I've never heard of champagne in the arsehole before. No, I wanted to say... On a serious note, you should never put booze into your ass. There's been a lot of deaths from people. Really? Yeah, like soldiers do it as a dare. Like they, it, it takes like just a few glasses of wine up the ass, Paul, to kill you because you absorb. Know your limits. One glass per ass. No, but you do. You absorb yeah. um, alcohol much, uh, much quicker and more efficiently through the lining of your. Um, the bottom, bottom of your alimentary canal. Oh. So there have been several deaths where people, like, you know, just in a, in a sex game, say, put some, you know, booze up my ass. And then, uh, yeah. And they die. So, but fruit. What so would you... I'd say, firstly, to Mr. JB of North Don't France, do that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Also, other, other than that, you know, as long as you... You're consenting with yourself, and the fruit can't consent, obviously. But, yeah. no. <laughs> Banana, I wouldn't try plums, might be messy. If Pineapples, If they're right. No. Grapes. As long as it doesn't hurt. You could string a load of grapes together and make love eggs. You know well, what I mean? That's the same idea you just had with plums. You, well, plums is the next stage up. Great. You start with peanuts. No, you wouldn't. Grapes. No way. Plums. All of these things. Melons. And then you've got a trifle up your ass. Well, you could. Put some, put cream, some cream up, up there. there. Yeah, and a no, straw. No, but then you, you'd have you to do a, a non-alcoholic. Yeah. Put no a cherry. sherry. And some biscuits. Nice. Uh, so, basically, it says that, the, yeah, it's a ba- funnily enough, it repeats a lot of what you said. Um, just take care. Don't do anything that will stretch you out too much. Soft fruit are unlikely to do much harm unless they are big enough to split the anal canal. <laughs> Alcohol of any sort in the rectum will act as a strong irritant and constant repetition will introduce a inflammatory uh, sensation to the bowels, which can become chronic and lead to internal hemorrhoids. Uh, even repeated em- enemas using strong soap solution can do this. On the whole, don't bother. So to speak, no. on the whole, that, right? We got one. Don't bother in the hole. Yeah, we got one last. We got one last one. How much time we got left I on the episode? Got like though, three Paul. minutes or something. I don't know. Check. I'm checking now. Oh, four minutes. We've got plenty of time for this last question. Uh, this quest. This letter is simply called "Toothless Wife." <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And, uh, here we go. Oh, I found that when she has her teeth out, it Mate. doesn't rub as nice. Chekhov's gun. Here we go. Okay. Shortly before our marriage, <laughs> twenty years ago, my Chekhov's wife, gun. <laughs> my wife, who was nineteen at the time, lost all her teeth due to a severe illness. Oh. A few God. months before we married, we began sexual activities were slightly disappointing for both of us. However, they held significant promise for us to continue our work at our ex. Sex- you just read this properly? Relationship so it makes sense to me. Please. We've, it's just because they write them ornately because real people didn't write this. People in the staff writer's room wrote these and sent them two desks over to yes. whoever's doing the replies. Please, could you please just, so I can follow it. We've tried numerous ways to please each other. All sorts of positions, conolingus, fellatio, analingus, and intercourse. While they were enjoyable and worth repeating, none felt quite as good to me as the first time my wife removed her false teeth and performed fellatio on me. Uh, can I just say? Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> when she, a, when uh, Here's the details. Here we go. When she takes my penis into that warm, totally engulfing mouth, I see stars. Uh, she can't perform deep throat acrobatics, 
But given her oh, other wonderful on. abilities, who needs that? Not only does she know how to do an expert job of filleting me. Was this written by Alan Partridge? <laughs> <laughs> she also enjoys it almost as much as I do. Oh, how do you know, mate? Because uh, the, the tears. When she starts from my rectum and works past my testicles oh, and the length of my penis, finishing by engulfing it in that wonderful mouth, it's oh. all I can do to keep myself from climaxing immediately. Oh. While I don't recommend anyone insisting that their partner remove their teeth, I do recommend the toothless wife as a definite assist. So what? That's not a fucking question. What's your question? You're happy. No She's question. happy. There's Everyone's no fucking happy. There's no question. You know, everyone's happy except I feel grotty and grimy on the inside now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What did he give his fucking name then? Uh, did he give his name? Withheld by request. Oh no shit, you dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Oh. oh, is there? Is it possible to have one sexual desires reduced? What if she does his rectum and then like a piece of sweet corn comes out from the night before, yeah? And then she moves up, you know, it gets in her mouth and then the cock goes in. And then she puts her teeth back in and there's a little bit of poo stuck from when she did his rectum Mate, in between I tell you what, teeth. We won't move on from that, but sadly we don't have enough time to do the last letter, which is simply called... Runs in the family. Oh. And I think, I think we'll leave that oh. for another time. That book is disgusting. <laughs> it's horrible. It's horrible. I feel really oh. unclean and nasty. Oh, is this I'm what sorry. the fucking podcast has become? Mate, it's now time for us to get ready for episode 200. Right? It oh, is. We have to go now. We're going to have to get ready to go now. We haven't got time. We're nearly at the end. We've got one minute left of this podcast. All right, should we go then? Yeah. Did you book the studio? Is it all booked? Yeah. I went around there the other day to check it out. Yeah. It's like part of Harrow that is... It doesn't look nice around there, honestly, Paul. Mate, it, looks, did, it doesn't look safe. What's the name of the studio? It's called Eyebrands. <laughs> do you want to do that without... Just just to say it's Brandoff <laughs> Studios, because that's the gag. It's not even a gag. It's just a plot point. It's called Eyebrandoff. It's not called Eyebrand. <laughs> We're going to... Brandoff Studios to record and do our Twitch stream live or episode 200 and we'd love you to join us cheapshow.tv forward slash cheapshow if you're listening to this on the day it is Cheapshow UK time cheapshow etc yeah you didn't say that I know I'm going to say it now cheapshow.tv forward slash cheapshow etc join us UK time 8pm 20 seconds 20 seconds and anything else the website thecheapshow.co.uk follow us on Twitter at the Cheap Show Pod. I'm all the patrons show. all the patrons all the patrons what's I love pa- you what's your Twitter quick it's Eli Snoid E-L-I-S-N-O-I-D and love if you'd it. like to support I love it this all podcast please go to patreon.com forward slash Cheap we love you I get the scruffle novel I love the scruffle novage I get the novage scruffle I get the scruffle novage it's time it's time scruffle novage let's go to episode let's go to episode 200 here we come it's too exciting. Goodbye. Goodbye. See you live.